This is The Score Podcast. Fact or fiction? You've got a good job that pays in the high six figures. You don't like using credit or you use it sparingly. You pay for almost everything in full with cash, but try to go get an auto loan and you're probably going to get denied. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a fact. I'm Jeff Richardson, host of The Score Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how we can better assess risk by using the other side of a person's balance sheet, a person's savings and checking account. It's called cash flow underwriting, and today I'm joined by an expert. Kelly Cochran is deputy director at FinReg Lab, a nonprofit that tests new technologies and data, and they help public policymakers make decisions. Her views and opinions are closely followed by the policymakers in D.C., and she's here to help us understand the promises and risks of using these new data sets. Kelly, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for the invitation to talk. I'm looking forward to it. So on the topic of the evolution of underwriting and specifically what is cash flow underwriting, how is it different than traditional methods and how does it fit into the overall discussion of open banking? Cash flow underwriting is one of the things that we focused on in our first really deep empirical project. And we were looking at data from six companies that are using cash flow data to underwrite either consumers or small businesses. And cash flow data sounds like kind of a new concept, but it's really kind of an old concept, actually. It's looking at basic things like bank account information, for instance, to get a sense of the consumer's or the small business's overall financial situation. So it's financial data, and it's the kind of things that people have looked at for a long time, but they may just be pulling it from different sources that are digital and that may allow kind of new forms of analysis that weren't as easy to do with old forms. So traditional underwriting has long used things like income and long used things like credit payment history. This is potentially looking at some of those same questions and factors, but it's getting it from different places and it may allow different forms of analysis. And especially in small business underwriting, cash flow underwriting is a very common thing. Lenders frequently look at small businesses' overall cash flow, their revenue and their expenses to get a sense of kind of how the business is growing over time. The concept of open banking is that the data that is being generated in financial services is more readily accessible by the customer, whether that's a consumer or small business, and other companies that the consumer or small business may want to deal with over time. So that potentially bank account information that's generated in the course of running a checking account could then be ported over to another company that might use that for credit underwriting. It's a concept that's taking hold in a number of different countries. And it is happening in the U.S., although we don't have a lot of regulatory structure around how it's happening right now. But the basic concept is the data is available to move as the customer directs and then can be used for other types of financial services over time. And that's a really important development when it comes to cash flow underwriting, because part of the reason why traditional underwriting does tend to be very heavily dependent on traditional credit bureau data is because that data is relatively easy to pull and people have developed to models for analyzing it over time. Bank account data historically hasn't been as easy to access except for the bank that's actually offering the transaction account. So what's happening now is that we're seeing new intermediaries called data aggregators who are now being able to port that information around the system, whether it's used for credit underwriting or for payments products or personal financial management. A lot of different services are starting to rely on this kind of data. And so it potentially provides a way to underwrite, particularly for people who are kind of invisible to the traditional credit information system. 
Interesting. So you bring up a really good point. You talk about the data aggregators and assume you mean the likes of the plaids and the yodelies of the world. And you're right. This type of cash flow information, while we have access to it through a computer or an API, it's definitely not on a traditional consumer credit report. So can you talk a little bit about how this cash flow is accessed and generally how is it procured by lenders? Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things that we focused on in our research. So we know there are about 50 million consumers in the U.S. right now, adults, who can't be scored under some of the most widely used models. And we know that there are a lot of small businesses, particularly smaller businesses and newer businesses that have a really difficult time accessing credit as well because they haven't built a credit record as a business yet. And so, as we said, a lot of companies are starting to look at cash flow data as a potential source for gauging these credit applicants. Particularly for consumers, most cash flow data does come from bank accounts or it could come, for instance, from a prepaid card account. But we're really talking about transaction accounts where the consumers are kind of managing their day-to-day finances. For small businesses, it can be a little broader than that. But most of the time when people talk about cash flow, it's really bank account data. And in terms of how that data transfers around the system, obviously the banks themselves that are providing the transaction account you know, have access to it. But when it's transferring between companies, that's usually involving a data aggregator. They have been using a couple of techniques to transfer financial account information back and forth between different financial services providers. Historically, what they've used is a combination of asking the consumer or the applicant for their bank login credentials. And then they go on to the account, use the login credentials to go onto the site and use a technique called screen scraping. So they're collecting some of the data that the consumer could see if they signed on to the platform. There are some disadvantages to using bank credentials to do this and also screen scraping in the sense that credentials are sensitive information and there could be a risk that somebody would get credentials and misuse them. And screen scraping is kind of an intensive process and can raise some concerns concerns about the data collected. So we're seeing the system evolve right now. Larger aggregators and larger data sources are entering new contracts so that they can use things like a token to access the data that does allow the aggregator to pull the information, but does not allow anybody who has the token, for instance, to conduct a transaction on the account. And they're also using dedicated program interfaces, APIs, to transfer the data back and forth. So some of the technologies are changing and evolving, but the basic concept is the aggregator is kind of pulling the information through. That's really different than the traditional credit information system where typically creditors or other data sources push the information to a credit bureau and then various users will kind of pull from there. And so the dynamics are different in that sense. And that's an important part of this kind of open banking concept and structure that different countries are working to develop. Thanks, Kelly. As this trend continues to become mainstream, please come back and join us. Thanks. So there you have it. There are some 37 million consumers that are conventionally unscorable, and they're not fully benefiting from access to mainstream credit because they simply don't have a traditional credit report or credit behaviors, and these outdated credit score models simply aren't equipped to generate a score for them. The answer could be cash flow underwriting. The assessment of risk based on the flow of money into and out of a person's deposit accounts. Cash flow underwriting is already being utilized by lenders in lieu of, or perhaps as a supplement to credit reports and scores, helping to open the door to mainstream credit at more competitive rates and terms for many, many underserved borrowers. And the aim is to continue to improve upon this. Be sure to join us for our next discussion. 
The views and opinions expressed in this episode do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of VantageCore Solutions. Visit VantageCore.com to learn more. Thank you.